Thank you to Pelgrane Press for granting permission to use the Swords of the Serpentine setting and the Eversink name for this actual play. Welcome to Blades of Eversink, our story-heavy, rules-light, gumshoe actual play. And now, your GM, Wes Otis. Hello, and welcome to 12-Sided Stories, Blades of Eversink, Episode 2. We have some awesome players with us. Let's start with Jay. Hi, y'all. I'm Jay Holtham. Today, I'm playing Apgar called The Raven which I will start to insist is his full name, at least in <laughs> professional circumstances, and having a lot of fun already. Hi, I'm Saint, and I am playing the very, very morose and anxious uh, Ilaria Udinesi, a uh, sorceress with very swampy and gross abilities. Hey, I'm Michelle Otis, and I am playing Harold Sorin, a priest of the goddess Denari. Hi, I'm Pooja, and I'm playing Jaya, the younger sister of Apgar, who will never, ever call him Apgar the Raven. (laughs) Apgar called the Raven. Apgar called the Raven. Nope. (laughs) No fun. The last time we were together, (laughs) each of you were on your own dealing with different situations that had popped up. Apkar, you were helping a client come home from a gambling house in Iron Cross with a bunch of money and found yourself set upon by some of Varos's men. Mm -hmm. And you took care of them in a whirling attack with your sword and sent one of them screaming in the night about something about Avgar the Raven, something like that. He got your first name wrong. He put a V where the P is. <laughs> it just wasn't the way it was supposed I mean, to go. He got the Raven part. He got the That's Raven the part. Brand. That's the branding. We, we need that. Ilaria, you uh, woke up in a hut in Sag Harbor, which is like the worst area in the entire city. It's where people go to die sometimes. And you were the first to see this storm taking form in life. And you made your way to the Red Pig Tavern as your inner ghost that you have had for quite some time now continually talked at you. Asorin, you were called to a pleasure house and found one of your friends, Gloria, there, distraught. Her comfort specialist had died and had blue foam around his mouth and a note stuck in his throat. She obviously was very upset and had no clue how said note got there. And there was a bizarre lollipop-esque symbol on the page. And finally, there's Jaya, who was running across rooftops uh, away from the city watch. She later met up with the rest of you at the Red Pig. And of course, the City Watch tracked her down there. They searched different people. Jaya slid the statue into her neighbor's pouch and he was arrested. He was a overweight man who had been drinking heavily and could never have made all of these large jumps from one roof to another. 
but they needed a person and he was it. As they were carting him away, the roof of the red pig got ripped off. And standing above it is a giant made out of clouds and lightning. And everyone screams and runs, but you don't because you all are heroes slash psychopaths. So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Can we not run? I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the move going, I believe that is our cue to exit the domicile <laughs> immediately. Stage right. The raven sees no profit in this particular mm -hmm. instance. Real question, though. Dear brother, do you really want to go out into the storm in those clothes? <laughs> mm, fair point. It's a tough, tough decision. But giant storm creature here does outweigh going to some place where giant storm creature is not. Ilaria is just in the background, like her arms raised, like a semi-trance, like, this is important over here. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> staring in terror up at that huge visage. Yes. Harold, Soren, what, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that we try and find out what it wants. Right then, Jaya, you notice that the guards, their eyes are on this huge thing, and the man that they've got him has slipped away and is starting to run past you. Uh, do you try to get your statue back? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that will definitely take a roll. Which points do you want to use to steal back your statue? For this roll, because of everything going on, you're going to need to get a six. I do have some burglary. Okay. So I'll send two points for that. All right, good. So give me a roll. And I rolled a two, so that makes it a four. So this was a little bit tougher because the room is full of debris and a giant is above you. And you grab the statue and he turns and he grabs your wrist and he goes, it was you. You did this to me, didn't you? You're lucky I'm... I have to leave now. I have an appointment and I'm very drunk. <laughs> Let's go of your arms. He goes, I'll remember you. I'll remember you. <laughs> I'm just going to use this opportunity to say, never forget the name of Apgar called the Raven. <laughs> oh, I will never forget the name of Apgar the Raven. <laughs> Runs out the door. that up wrong. <laughs> oh, sister, I appreciate the effort, not the timing. What was that, Avgon the Craven? <laughs> uh, not helping, Soren, not helping at all. Maybe you need like, a shorter catchphrase. It's, it works, trust me. Does it, though? It does. The voice in your head, Alaria. Maybe it should be Raven Avgon. That sounds slick. So all of the peanut gallery has, has said their thing. <laughs> But let's face it, Apgar, out of all the people at this particular table, you are the one, and this is why your sister gets annoyed with you, that can walk through a burning building and not be touched. So yes. how do you use your incredible, I'm going to say privilege, and take your way? That is my power. Massive amounts of privilege. Massive of privilege. How are you going to make your way through this situation? I mean, I'm looking for the nearest and quietest exit that no one else is using okay. uh, in the exact opposite direction of Mr. Storm Guy. So I'm going to 
steal a thing from Abria and offer you a ripple. <laughs> you can do that. You can take the safe way out. That's definitely true. But this thing is about to slam its fist into the floor of the Red Pig Inn. You see that once it does this, if you guys move fast enough, you can run up its arm and out the door, Ooh. but you would all have to make a, let's say whatever skill best fits it from your character's situation. So stealth or, or uh, you could spend a lot of ridiculous luck right now to make it work for everybody. You'd have to spend like three points of your ridiculous luck to make it work. Mm. So yeah, Apgar, what do you want to do? So I look at the group. I mean, I think I've noticed Ilaria is acting very weird. And so I figure, you know what? Let's try to run out of here. Let's try Let's try this crazy gambit. I'm going to take two points of my ridiculous luck and that bonus skill point that you gave us the last episode that I did not use. Okay. To add three points so to lucky everybody. All right. The whole crew out, up this creature's arm, and out the front door. Sounds good. <laughs> That's a one on the dice. <laughs> so this is going to go swimmingly. So your brother does the same thing he always does. He, he confidently grabs all of your arms and says, follow me if you want to get out of here. <laughs> he starts pulling you along and suddenly you find yourself, all of you, on the forearm of this giant of storm and you run up a few feet and then he jumps off unfortunately though just didn't get the level of luck that he usually does the giant flicks you off like fleas and you go sailing into the wind and then you hit the top of this roof all taking, oh, you're lucky, one point of damage. Oh, oh good. <laughs> so his ridiculous like at least helped keep you from taking too much damage, but now you are quite far away from this giant. Apgar, how do you say face? I say, ta-da, we are not in that <laughs> building anymore. <laughs> so that worked out well. Ilaria is woozy. She took a that, that one hit to the head a little bit. <laughs> and she's, her demon is, is just completely bashing on Apgar. Just like, <laughs> this guy calls himself what? He just gave you brain damage. <laughs> I, I appreciate the, the effort, Apgar. You, you really tried your best. There's a lot going on, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for semi-saving us. We're not in the building, so it worked perfectly. <laughs> Alaria, you obviously have quite a bit of ability with prophecy and forgotten lore. You realize that the storm and this giant that is walking through the city is a very big piece of magic done by probably somebody very old and powerful. And you get a sense that more than likely they're nearby and they're puppeting this creature. So that's what you get from the situation. 
Does the creature currently notice us? Is the attention still on us at this moment? Let me see if he notices the fleas that he flicked off. <laughs> <laughs> I, like Abkar, rolled a one. <laughs> so no, he is busy pummeling the city watch at the bottom of the red pig. Uh, I see. We were just a slight itch. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, I would like to engage my now refreshed prophecy ability. I want to know what type of sorcerer would be doing this type of magic. I guess maybe I'm, I'm seeking the exact status of the Like what sphere, what their yeah. discipline would be. Yeah. So it's probably either weather or chaos or possibly both, but those two definitely. Makes perfect sense. Oh, and I don't have to roll or no, no. Use those are like that. Investigation skills when you're doing the, basically the way Gumshoe is set up is that if you have a point in the thing and there's a clue or something of information that you're looking for, you automatically get it. So you don't have to roll for that. We only use investigation skills to kind of juice the general skills to make them more epic and you know over the top, basically. Got it. So yeah, you know that whoever this is, they are definitely chaos or weather. Now, if you said, hey, I want to try to locate where this, where the source of the magic is coming from, that would need a roll. Okay. Well, that's definitely what I was leading up to. <laughs> I, I figured. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Let's see if we can trace this nuisance down. <laughs> so it's going to be a magical effect, but you can also, instead of using sorcery, you can use, I'm going to say like stealth, kind of as reverse engineering where this person is hiding. Mm. Then use corruption. Now you have to pick one of two things. Does something bad happen to you internally or does something bad happen to the people around you? Yes, totally. I'm going that direction for sure. You know what? Let's just go with the uh, ghost and spirits sphere. Okay. Oh, wait, I forget. You don't need that for the roll. I just need to roll. <laughs> well, um, it's good to be able to tie what you're doing to whatever sphere so that, you know, like if you wanted to talk to plants, you can't because you don't have the, that sphere. But if you want to find this guy's soul, that's yeah. cool. Yes. And that's what, yeah, I want to use the, the that veil realm to sense the, the trace of power. So to do that, I think... I could use stealth, right? Let's go with one point of stealth and then two of sorcery. You would just do one or the other. One. So you'd either do sorcery or you'd do stealth. Right, okay. I like I understand and then my brain keeps throwing out again That's the math. That's fine. We're, <laughs> we're learning as we're going. I'm sure that we're doing things wrong as we go because we're all learning. So Okay. Let's use then, I want to use sorcery points, and then we'll just use the one point of corruption. Okay. I'll say you want to hit a four because you're going to take a hit from that corruption. I rolled a four. Excellent. All right. Go ahead and tell me where he is. Now, remember that Eversink is a city of spires and towers and all that as well. So you go ahead and tell me exactly where he's at. How far away is he? Okay. When I engage my spiritual powers um, kind of sheltered from the crazy wind beating all of around us and I sense kind of like a growing almost faint cyan 
trail. I can feel it move between the two worlds and it trails over behind the building we are completely thrown into, smashed into, goes over and then I sense that it dips down probably about two cellars deep into an old kind of abandoned bank. I sense that it's perhaps in an old vault that may or may not be underwater because I sense the ripples and the flow kind of surrounding this cocoon of cyan bright power. And I can hear whispers of other ghosts reacting to this huge energy shift. And as I pull out of it, the corruption toll hits and I can feel that about half of the back of my head, which was normal human hair, it has totally, it's fallen out. Mm-hmm. And instead there's, a, there's like this, it's just the back too, so it looks very bad. <laughs> and there's this kind of beginnings of lichen moss that have <laughs> taken over kind of my skull and it's very hard and crust, totally inhuman. Something that I'm gonna have to cover. Obviously you're internalizing the corruption. Yes. Hey, uh, so we know where he's at. Are you going to tell these people where to go? They're, yes. Where are, we, where are we going? I, I can sense it. It's, uh, there's someone doing this. It's not just everywhere. It's just, it's one place. It's, 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 it's underground. We have to, will you follow me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's not like we can finish our drinks or anything. <laughs> The person might have interesting things we could use. I will say this, though. Apgar called the raven. Mm -hmm. When he did land, he still had his drink in his hand. (laughs) None had spilled. Why would you curse me? Why would you curse me with that? terrible wine. Fine. So even more unlucky. (laughs) Yes. That worked out worse for me. Well, what's funny is in the book, it actually says that ridiculous luck can go both ways sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are following Ilaria through the streets. You are following this trail, and the closer you get, the more you feel waves of magic kind of emanating. All of you feel it, actually, because it's that much. Magic isn't something that you interact with a lot. It's been drilled into you that it is evil and bad and it should never happen and it hurts the goddess and and so this is a very big pool of corruption whoever's doing this is spending a lot and you come to the front door of this older building it's got about three stories above ground but the windows are broken out and it's kind of leaning a bit to the left and doesn't look very sound but Ilaria seems to be almost floating because there's so much magic in the air so i need to know from everybody how are you guys approaching this so once i actually see the physical building my heart is matching the wind lung pulses Uh, you know it's suddenly i'm getting drawn into kind of in a trance and i'm putting my hands out and i'm like it has to be here i see it i feel it it's uh, but it doesn't make sense because uh it looks as if the building couldn't possibly contain that much energy so i'm kind of dumbfounded as i'm like it it, it, i it has to be here and and the, the pulsating in my head is uh, almost like a mocking giggle of my best friend, but they're not really talking right now because the power is so much more 
than this little ghost. She's just like, no, do you think it's here? I can't tell you. I don't know. Just staring, kind of focused on that. And I'm looking, I'm like, you guys, it's down. I, I see it. I feel it. it. It's down there. We have to go in. And I'm meanwhile, I'm like not even touching the ground, like not aware. <laughs> so the rest of you, how does it make you feel? You've seen her do odd things before. Sometimes she sweats salt water, not normal sweat. You can tell it's like fresh from the bog. What's your response to this? Well, this is a step above normal. Yeah, this is this is a little extreme. I mean, I I guess we're okay with this, right? We're fine. I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings because I don't want to do anything to hurt the goddess. Yes. I mean, but we are helping the city and there's got to be a reward in that. So, and I'm sure Laria can handle this. This is, she's strong and smart and tough. Like she's, she's got this, right? We don't need to worry in the background, I'm like, <laughs> she's got this. Totally got this, right? So you're all standing outside of this place. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna melt into the shadows at this point. <laughs> no problem. I think, I think we we deal with Ilaria and how she's doing later. Yeah. Right now, the more imminent threat is this person who's creating this storm. Yes, yes, very much. All right. So who goes in first? Uh, I'll look for a side door of some kind that I can wedge open or or kick in, really. I'm not necessarily the creepy type. Okay. You kick in the side door, and your sister probably thinks, oh, I could have just opened that with ease, but okay, whatever. <laughs> It was unlocked. <laughs> Who has time to try handles? <laughs> like I was about to mention. That was <laughs> Apcar breaks through the door and goes, Huzzah! <laughs> How did you? Um, can you roll me a six-sided die? And if you want to spend any of your ridiculous luck, you can, or you can just roll a six-sided and... Just going to roll it and see what happens. I got a four. Excellent. So you break the door down. It's dark. Half the room has water in it. It comes up to about your ankle and you can hear it spilling down into the lower levels. And you can feel things moving about in the water around you. Hmm. I step aside and say, Ilaria, would you like to go first? Like, oh, yes, of course. Thank you, Apgar. <laughs> like, moment of clarity. Like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and I kind of float in, and uh, Alaria looks around. It's so dark, but uh, the water to me, it's so full of, you know, every bit of, of life. And I have an animal sphere, so I it kind of glows with, like, even the small insects, I sense them. And with those large ripples, I'm definitely like, okay. I could probably handle it on my own, but it would make sense to make sure nothing's going to kill my non-magic friends. So uh, let me sense what's in the water. Yeah, what's going on? Well, you don't even have to roll or anything. Basically, there seems to be quite a bit of large swamp leeches. Ah. Probably a good three inches long, just making their way through the water, enjoying their day. Ah, totally non-evil. Excellent. Frolicking. As leeches will do. 
which <laughs> is our what to frolic. It's like, oh, don't worry, everyone. It's just a bunch of frolicking leeches. And, uh, let me let me see if I can interrogate the leeches. I don't want to talk talk like words, but I no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's like, who are your neighbors, leeches? What what's going on down there? You don't need to make a roll for that because that's an investigation skill and you have an animal sphere. So we're going to just say that this happens. And you go low to the water because, like I said, it's about an ankle deep. And everyone's watching you, probably in different forms of interest and horror. (laughs) And you start talking to the leeches in their uh, native tongue, (laughs) which is even more bizarre to hear. And, yeah, what questions do you ask? So, well, just... Hey, little buddies, hoping everything's going great today. You know, hope uh, found lots of blood. There's a giant storm demon destroying all of the, the land part of where we are right now. So I just, are you guys alone? Is it, is there perhaps a pocket of air down there? Or have you seen any new creatures? Yeah, there's an uh, older guy uh, like you can talk to us. And he uh, he moved in about a week ago. He brings in people every once in a while. They let us eat, which is nice. He's a good roommate, definitely. <laughs> He's down on the third floor. We're all wondering if maybe your friends wouldn't mind uh, having a uh, uh, companions with them for a little bit. Why they're in our home? We would we would like to bond with them and 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 get to know them a little bit. Well, you know, you asked so nicely. I'll I'll ask. Um, switch back to human talk. She's <laughs> like, well, they're being so helpful for us, but uh, they're a little hungry. Perhaps, um... No. Oh. <laughs> Whatever it is, no. <laughs> when we're done, I would be happy to take a few of them in a jar and let them feed for medicinal purposes on people. They find that acceptable. <laughs> They're bilingual, so they understood that. <laughs> very, very well educated leeches. Yes, it's a college-bound leeches. Look, college-bound. You got to have two years in in a foreign language. So <laughs> human is there. Laria, it's like, oh, I think we actually have a deal. Then this is fantastic. Would you mind perhaps escorting us to this? Oh, you know what? Not everyone can breathe underwater. Uh, don't worry. There's not that much water down there. You'll be fine. It, there's water, but it's not like to the roof or anything. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Ilaria reports this to everyone. It's like, it looks like it should be fine. Not, be not fine. to the roof? Not to the roof, which is that's the, that's the best they can oh. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I'm usually submerged for most of. I'd like to point out, Abcar, that this will be the second shirt you. I know. For the night. I'm right now and? busily looking somewhere where I can leave <laughs> at least leave my cloak and and some of my my better goods. Okay. Before I I go. Do you leave your really expensive shoes that you just got recently, or do you keep your shoes on? The ones with the little like bells on the ends that you have. I I love them so much, and I'm oh god, oh, I'm really torn actually on this one because uh, otherwise it's my stocking feet, and that feels <laughs> so far gross. worse. Yeah, it's so much worse. worse. Doesn't have the leather between you and. <laughs> yeah, nope. I'm gonna keep the boots on, but I'm gonna take off my cloak and. Not my shirt. Well, no, I've got an undershirt on. So I'm going to take off my shirt as well, unfold it carefully, and set it sort of in an alley 
under an overhang where it will be nice and dry and safe and, and wait for me to return. Okay, great. So you do all that. You guys are used to waiting for Abcar to get ready to do anything because he has to be in a specific mindset to get it done. During that time you're waiting, let me roll. Michelle, one, two, three, or four, five, six? The pressure. Uh, one, two, three. Okay. So after a little bit of Abcart getting everything done, uh, you guys start to head down into the sub-basements. Now, they used to be on the top floor, but as you know, slowly they sink down. And the foundation has pitched quite a bit to the left. It's almost starting to go into another building. Now, this is the upper harbor, so more than likely, very soon, somebody's going to come down and knock this place over before it's, it becomes a main issue. But if this was Sag Harbor the Tangle, it would stay there until it just fell. Each room, you can tell the stuff, it's, it's like the apartment where they left the things they didn't want anymore. When you go down into one room, it's like filled a little bit more and there's like a floating couch and really fucked up walls and stuff like that. You go down to the, the next floor and it's up to about mm, mid knee, a little bit deeper, not to the ceiling as the leeches had promised. There's a rat on a little board going across slowly, <laughs> chewing on something. The next level you go down to gets up to just below your chest, just right there. Uncomfortable, really. You can feel, you can feel possibly eels you're not sure there's something down there it's too dark to tell in the center of the room is a man a sitting cross-legged in a translucent bubble he's got lightning and storm clouds whirling around him and it's a pretty big room standing as sentinels at each corner of the room are zombies that have been drowned in the swamp and they turn immediately and look at you once you enter the room. I thought this wasn't fear itself. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is, is you guys can actually fight mm-hmm. and, and win. So, and, and I am who I am. <laughs> so you also feel that the giant outside has become aware that you're close to its puppeteer and it is starting to make its way across the city to add an extra layer of tension. I am going to say, Alaria, you are going to be the first person, once you are done with your, however you're gonna attack, you've got these four drowned zombie things coming towards you. You get to pick who goes next and so on. Okay. That includes me if you wanna get the zombies out of the way quick or if you wanna see if you guys can knock them out before I get a chance to go. Ooh, okay. Oh my gosh, the pressure. I'm looking at my general abilities. So for you, it's definitely gonna be sorcery for combat. That's gonna be your combat skill. You've got Bolt, I believe, as your specialty. First off, zombies coming toward us, big lightning wizard in the middle of the room, surrounded in water, but they're swamp zombies, and I've got swamp and flesh in my my repertoire. So I want to go and let's use two points of sorcery and I need corruption with that, right? So Um, in order to cast spells, you have to have points in corruption, which you already have. 
But if you spend corruption points, you get to do things like hit multiple targets or do extra damage. When you spend investigation points during combat, you get to bend the rules and do really cool things. Okay. I now I'm like split between if I wanted to try to be ambitious and maybe take care of all four guys and handle it. There's four, right? There's four all together, yeah. Or perhaps, I, you know, I want to be a team player as well. So <laughs> let's go for the two nearest zombies. Okay. I want to spend two sorcery points. Okay. Attack. And then are you going to spend uh, one, okay. one corruption to hit multiple targets? Um, yes. Okay. And yes, so that's the final. So for the roll, you're going to add two points into your roll for the sorcery, and then you, the corruption is just what you're spending to hit the d- multiple people. Go ahead and give me a roll. You're going to want to hit four. Okay. <laughs> what? Did you get a one? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So unfortunately, you miss because that's a, a three altogether. Who do you pick to go next? I want to give Soren a chance to use some holy magic. I'm very, <laughs> I feel like I also, Ilaria feels the tension that's naturally there between her and Soren. And this is a really like, don't worry, we're still team playing, right? I'm like half concussed thinking this is good teamwork, <laughs> but let's do it, yes. <laughs> Before we move on, did you internalize it or did you externalize it? I want to externalize it this time. This time, okay. You need to make a roll real quick to see if you affect anyone. Can I choose who it affects? No, it just affects everybody in the area. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Forgot about that. (laughs) No problem. All nearby must make a morale check. So you're all making a morale check. You have to beat a four altogether. So each of you need to roll a d6 and beat a four. Except for you, Saint. (laughs) You don't have to do that. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm real glad I got that plus one on grit. Oh, boy. Yeah, I I rolled a two. I rolled a one. A one. Oh, no. I wanted to do teamwork. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) So you all failed. Yeah. No, I succeeded. You succeeded. Okay, cool. Your ennui has saved you from feeling the effects of the morale hits that the others take. You each take two points of morale. You feel uneasy. You don't want to be in this room as much. You have a job to do, but ugh. Ugh, <laughs> ugh gross. Now that Soren's a bit sore, what do you want to do? Well, seeing that Soren is a warrior priest, he is going to take out, he's got, you know, those two little, like, baton type sticks. Right. Not the not the buck and a quarter staff, the uh, right. <laughs> two small ones, and he's gonna hit some zombies. All right, good. You're gonna be using warfare, correct? Warfare, definitely. How many points do you want to put into it? I'm gonna put two points of warfare. Excellent. Give me a roll. You're trying to hit a four. I hit a natural six. Ooh, yeah. That's my two makes an eight. So that's a critical hit. Let's make something Ooh. cool happen. Roll your damage, and uh, I will tell you something cool that happens. So my damage is D6 plus... Plus one. Three. Okay. Well, you did do critical. So we're going to say that you hit the head of the zombie. And the one you hit comes clean off, flies across the room, and it hits the bubble of the lightning mage. 
by the way, if I ever buy a van, that's what I'm going to paint on the side. <laughs> because of this, the puppeteer loses concentration for a moment, and the footsteps of the giant making its way over to help its master stop for just a moment. And you feel relatively badass that you've decapitated the zombie. <laughs> So who do you pick to go next? I am going to pick Jaya. Jaya, what do you want to do? I am going to use Sway and Taunt to distract the lightning mage. Okay, so now that the zombie head has broken his concentration, you're going to use your Taunt point. How many points do you have a Taunt? Is it just one? It is one now, yes. You're going to use your, your point to give you a cool effect. What cool effect do you want to try to, to make happen with your Taunt? I want it to be like he gets so mad that he breaks his own bubble. Oh, so it's more like a neener, neener, neener. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's kind of like a, it's, it's a nee with a side of ha ha. so let's give a roll how many points of sway are you using again i'm using two okay great give me a roll and a roll to five excellent so you craft a insult so cutting for me that it makes a wizard drop his bubble (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) i have seen better constructs made by three rolls from clay than you have ever dreamed of. Did you use your own nether regions as the inspiration for this beast you've sent to terrorize the city? For truly, you must have looked deep within yourself to find the mediocrity that you have displayed today. Wow! Nice. You went Super Saiyan teenager on him, and he he gets very angry, and the bubble pops, and he drops in the water, and his eyes start to glow hot with rage. Who do you pick to go next? Epgar. Um, that's when I throw my dagger at his forehead. Okay. Uh, so you're using warfare? Uh, yep, I will use warfare. And uh, how many points are you going to put into it? I am going to put four points in uh, on this and one from Ridiculous Luck. Okay. Because my dice rolls have been so terrible. (laughs) I'm even using a different die. Uh, So that's a nine. (laughs) You send a knife flying across the room and it hits sinking into the wizard. How much damage do you do? It's 1d6 plus one. Five points of damage. Oh. He staggers back and is in quite a bit of pain with this dagger in his uh, shoulder. But unlike his zombie friends or the mooks you met in the alleyway, he has a name. So therefore, he is not (laughs) as easily thwarted as others. (laughs) So he stumbles back and he starts because you've all gone. What? I had a question, because Sway has like the little combat thing next to it, so does that mean like it does damage? Yeah, it does morale. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, morale damage. Do uh, roll me a d6 and add your one. Four. And part of the damage was getting him out of this protective bubble, so now mm-hmm. he can get hit. 
So you did morale damage. You All hurt right. his feelings. You hurt his feelings yep. bad. <laughs> it's really, it's easy. Middle-aged guys, they're easy to, it's easy to do. Just, <laughs> just hit them. And they have a really hard time with it. To have a fragile mage ego. Yes, exactly. <laughs> At some point, they hit their midlife crisis and go out and buy a new staff. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just sad. Every 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like this one does lightning, man. Um, so yeah, you've definitely hurt his morale. So, and that's part of the reason the bubble popped. Basically, if you hurt their morale enough, it, they'll run and have some other mental effect that makes them incapable of continuing. Um, and you've also done physical damage to him through Apgar's attack. So he is not happy. There are three zombies left that are lumbering towards you all. We're going to start with the zombies. Let's see, Abkar, you threw a dagger, so you're kind of far away. You shouted insults, Jaya, and everybody pretty much, I think Soren's probably the closest with his wielding of stick and smacking of the head. So Soren, three zombies are coming right at you, and they have to hit a four in order to land a blow, as it were. Remember, you still have damage from the last session. These zombies are going to bear down on you, try to take you under the water and make you one of them. One of us, one of us. (laughs) So the first one misses. I'm too quick. The second one grabs you and starts to pull you down below the waves, or in this case, whatever's inside of this chamber. (laughs) So, now it's the wizard's turn. The wizard is staggered and upset and has been confronted by Ennui and <laughs> motioning towards Jaya. He brings up the storm that's within his power and shoots lightning from his hand across the way. I need a five to hit you. He is going to spin two corruption Ooh. to hit all Damn. of you. Because he is not happy. But, unfortunately, (laughs) he shoots forward lightning and misses hitting the wall not far from you. Because I rolled a one and he did not spend any more points than three sorcerer points. So he did not hit your five. And his corruption crackles out in the air because he did not roll well enough. (laughs) Don't worry, I've heard it happens to mages of a certain age. (laughs) (laughs) Ilaria gasps. (gasps) She didn't. (laughs) Oh my. Wow. I am going to choose. Soren is getting pulled under the water, so so I want to see where that all goes. What do you want to do? Well, I am going to spend three warfare because I'd like to let him take me down and kill him under the water like a badass. I don't think I gave you damage, did I, for the last attack when he, when he grabbed onto you? No, you didn't. You take three points of health because okay. he digs his claws into your flesh. Okay, I rolled a three, but I spent three, so that makes it a six. 
tell me what happens. All right. So he thinks he has me down and he drags me under the water, but I was really just letting him drag me under the water. And I grab hold of him in like a chokehold and I stand back up and pull him out of the water and I flip him down, snapping his neck. And then I am poised and ready for that damn wizard. All right. <laughs> you easily do that, and he is no longer a problem. Who do you pick to go next? Apgar. Oh, cool. Let's see. I threw my dagger. Is the other zombie close to me? Luck has it. The other zombie is, is close to you, yes. <laughs> I'm going to attack it with my sword. Okay. Swift wind and try to, I don't know, lop its head off or something. That seems to be a, a very good thing to do. I'm going to try this. I'm going to put two points of warfare into this roll. Okay. That's an eight. Nice. So that was a natural six. That was a natural six on the dice. Excellent. So tell me how you end this zombie. So yeah, I draw my sword and in like one sort of sweeping blow, draw it and swipe. And head goes flying. Who do you pick to go next? I will pick Jaya. Jaya? What do you want to do? I think at this point, I'm done with the situation. I'm, I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> so I'm going to pull my cane sword and attack the wizard because what is even the point of this anymore? As you're lunging forward, you hear him say, a cane sword? That's such a hipster move. <laughs> <laughs> you're not goth. You're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How many points are you going to put into this? Like, what are you putting into this? I am going to put two points of warfare into this. Okay. And, and I'm just going to throw in one Skullduggery. So do you want to do extra damage, or what are you looking to do? With the Skullduggery, like, if I could get a, like, a little clue of, like, of him, who he is, and that kind of thing, like, I, I kind of, I, here's the thing. What I would really love to do is, like, on my way through... If this works, the fancy thing I want to do is, like, mug him while I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, that, that I think is more specific as to what I actually care about. <laughs> so what I think we should do is instead of using warfare, we will use stealth as your attack roll. Okay. So you can spend stealth points and you're going to use Skullduggery. We're going to say that you're going to get information that's free. But if you want to spend Skullduggery points, you can do extra damage. Each point of Skullduggery equals an extra D6 of damage. Great. That's what I'll do. To hit him, you need to roll a four. How many stealth points are you going to spend? I'll spend two stealth points and this point of Skullduggery. Okay, cool. So uh, give me a roll and then tell me what you get. I rolled a three plus the two is a five. So do your damage first. Let's see how much you get on your damage. Okay. So 2D6 plus two. Five plus two is seven. Okay. You guys have now done quite a bit of damage to him. He coughs up a good amount of blood. Then what do you do to him as you're stealing slash killing from him? Since this was stealth, I could use my word to go. That's awesome. I yawn and kind of like turn sideways. And then you just don't see Jaya for a second. It's like a shadow passes right where she would be. And then I reappear directly behind the mage and I stab him from the back through one of his lungs. Ah! And with my other hand, I literally like pick his pocket. <laughs> cool. So this gurgling sound comes up from his now perforated lungs as you slip your hand into his robes and pull out 
a key and a figurine and a bag of coins. You don't have time right this second to look at all of it, though, unfortunately, because as you are doing this, the giant falls to pieces outside and basically impales itself on the building that you're in. And the building is starting to sink deeper into the muck below, and you need to get out, all of you, before it is too late. Tell me how you get out of this place before it sinks down deeper. You have all of the clues. We'll talk about the clues after you escape. Let's start with Apgar. Hmm. So the giant has fallen on top of this building? Right, and then he dissipates. It's like a huge tornado wind hitting the top of the building and pushing it down into the muck. So imagine like boards are falling down. So I like run up the nearest floorboard and sort of run up to the next level and like run basically on sort of collapsing floors as they come down. Okay, great. So you make it out. Who do you pick to do the next thing? I pick Soren. All right. So Soren is just running behind Apgar, but he reaches into his robes and pulls out a jar because he did promise those leeches. And he <laughs> scoops up a bunch of leeches into the jar and puts it back into his He his thinks pocket. he hears the sound of thank you, but isn't sure he's hearing it right. As you I, I, I'm not fluent in leech, so. You're not, yeah. Okay, and, um, and I'm just following Apgar's lead. Cool. Who do you pick? I pick Ilaria. Okay, so... I was about to bring them leeches myself, but I, I is like, oh my gosh, what a sweetheart when I see Soren <laughs> get that garment. And I'm looking and I see that, well, maybe we can't see Jaya, but I sense that Jaya is still there. And I pull in my power of the, and just kind of sense the surrounding waters and feel for where the water is flowing back to the main source. and. I look for Jaya, and I just kind of say, I'm swimming through this way. You can trust me if you want to follow me. But I also saw that Apgar decided to take the dry way up. And <laughs> so where I'm not I'm not too bothered. I know that uh, she'll choose whatever she just likes. And then I kind of just slip into the water and, you know, current, current run out of there. Sounds great. All right. So you do that in a very cool way. Jaya. I... Don't, I'm not as squeamish about getting wet as <laughs> Apgar is, and I'm kind of sick of following him around tonight, so I'm going to follow Ilaria out. Okay. But take the dive. You take the dive and you follow through the currents, and in a twisted Disney-esque way, it kind of you kind of see all the eels and the leeches kind of going around you as you're coming out the other side. Um, but it's all cool in a in a very dark kind of gothic way. <laughs> so you guys make it out and you get up to the top and and meet each other not far away. The storm has dissipated. It is now probably 11 or 12 at night. It's late. The the moon is is shining again and you go back Apgar to get your clothes. Mhm. <laughs> and you finally have a moment Jaya to look at what you got. And there's a very large, looks like some kind of vault key of some sort or a door that is heavily, heavily locked. And it has this weird, I'm going to say, popsicle-esque symbol on it. Is it, is it. is it rather, does it put you in mind of a lollipop? It does. <laughs> it does. 
It's like a circle with a little stick on it. As for the bag, it has about enough coins for everyone to get a little more wealth. That is your call. <laughs> the figurine looks like a very, you know, the soapstone figurines, the little, it's like that. It's the shape of a young man and his mouth has been covered with some kind of paste. And this is a great place for us to stop this particular episode so that we can pick up with these clues that I just gave you for next time we get together. I had a great time. Thank you guys so much. That was fun. So real quick, before we go, where can everybody find you? We'll start with Saint. Hi, I'm Saint, a full username Saint Spider. And you can find me uh, at Twitch, just twitch.tv slash Saint Spider, all one word, or on Twitter, talking about my puppy, uh, Saint Spider um, TV. That's all one word, Saint Spider TV. Thank you. Hey, y'all. I'm Jay again, and you can find me on the interwebs and all the usual uh, social places at Jay Holtham. You can also find me here at 12-Sided Stories and playing other tabletop role-playing games at Happy Jacks. Hi, I'm Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at L.A. Daisy Girl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I Girl. And everywhere else is Forgotten Saves. And I am also on the Happy Jacks RPG. Michelle? Hey, I'm Michelle Otis, and you can find me on the Twitter at Mishulu, that's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U, and occasionally guesting on other streams. Um, you can also find my music, along with Wes's lovely sound effects, on uh, Plate Mail Games through DriveThruRPG or BattleBards. And I am Wes Otis. Uh, you can find me at Plate Mail Games, um, and you can also find the show at 12 Sided Stories uh, on Twitter. That's the number 12 and then Sided Stories. Same thing with Instagram. Uh, you can also check out our website. Help us in one of three ways. You can give us a shout out on social media. Or, um, I love when I break my concentration. <laughs> uh, give us a review on a podcast platform of your choice, or come over and join us on patreon and help us produce the show we really appreciate any of those those are all helpful thank you very much uh again guys this was a lot of fun and i can't wait to see what the next adventure is going to be see you all later bye, bye.